Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sports Council Podcast. My name is Matt and I am joined by G and Dylan for this episode of the show. After 14 weeks of NFL football, it's the moment most of you have been waiting for, the fantasy football playoffs. We here at Sports Council are here to give you our best starts and sits yet to get you through the first round. Plus, with the recent COVID outbreaks and major injuries, we will play a game of who's the guy to determine which players in questionable scenarios can bring you to the title game. Finally, we do an extended FF Council and a Listener League recap. Today is December 15th, 2021. This is the 44th episode of the show. Well, we made it, guys. 14 straight weeks of podcasts and episodes to get you to this very moment. I'm sure... All of you that have made the playoffs have been listening to our advice week in and week out, and that's exactly why you're here. You know, we're clearly the most accurate fantasy football podcast. Um, I couldn't think of a better one myself. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, before we get to that, though, we're going to tell you about our Listener League recap, tell you about those final playoff spots, who made the final pushes to get in, and uh, hopefully we'll kind of give you a our whole playoff bracket there. So Dylan, why don't you lead the way? All right. To recap week 14, uh, starting from my team, uh, my team lost again to um, Dixie Normus with a sc- losing to a score of 179.54 to 119.22. So I tanked two games in a row just to get fourth place. And I'm going to be playing that next week in the, play- in the first round of playoffs. And spicy. Very spicy matchup. Very spicy. <clears throat> the host against host matchup first round. Yes, sir. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? I think in our listener league, we have like a five-way tie. And it just came down to points points earned or points scored. Yep. So to our next matchup, uh, we have uh, G's team beating – our favorite guy to collude against, Gav, with a score of 146.42 to 137.22. Hey, you know, we're on a roll going in here. You know, triple type formation has a – it's like we moved it back to 1970s football here. Gav's Dalton not Schultz here today. Had, Dalton <clears throat> Schultz had 1.4 points. <laughs> it's the thought of the third tight end that counts, Matt, okay? I know I know this because I had him. <laughs> Yo, Gav's not here today, too. Do you know why Gav's not here today? Playoffs only, baby. Only hosts that make the playoffs. Yeah, sorry. I mean, we didn't want to pollute the air with, you know, non-playoff talk. He's going to tell you about the consolation bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he can't. Yeah, we can't have that here. We're only only focused on winning here. No losers here. No losers here. Anyway, we next matchup, we have Matt's team beating... USC stand 3469, but with a score of 111.54 to 103.54. Unfortunately, yeah, this one came down to the wire. My buddy Bryant needed to make it in to win. Um, but Zacherts just did just enough, unfortunately, to knock him out. And he could have gotten in with the tiebreaker if he had more points than Andrew MCW, but he lost that by just about like seven points, I want to say. Yeah, seven points. So that's a killer, man. Sorry. That's a touchdown. That's a touchdown right there. That's one touchdown. That's very unfortunate. In our next lineup, we have or our next matchup, sorry. We have Nando beating 
masturbates with a score of 147.50 to 146.48. That's a very close one. And um, Nando, we miss you. You haven't been here since for a while, actually, to be honest. I don't even know when the last time you came on. But Nando, please come back. Yeah, we, we miss you, buddy. I think he's just preparing for the playoffs right now. It's, he had to isolate himself, make sure. Because ever since, what, I don't know. But he's been on like a seven-game win streak. So maybe. Yeah, I remember you know, Kanye, goes to, uh, Kanye goes to Wyoming to record his album. So exactly. Nando's out. Why would he record this podcast with us? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking right now. But also with Master Bates, he lost by 1.02. And it's mostly because Lamar Jackson was injured. <laughs> and he scored 1.18. Which, uh, again, another string of bad luck for our boy Master Bates. So up to our next matchup, we have Vivex team losing to Team Bali Dogs with a score of 150.72 to 71.98. Sorry, Viv. You're not out of the we wish you're in the playoffs, but unfortunately there's not enough space for you, my guy. Unfortunately, they don't we don't do 12 team playoffs. Um, and it seems that the only win that Vivek has this season is against um, actually I don't remember. I don't remember. And last but not least, we have Team Simple Jack 510 being Andrew MCW98 with a score of 111 to 86.82. That's to recap week 14. And I'm just wanting to talk about the first round of the listeners' playoff playoffs in round one. Uh, we have G. Cassie going against Andrew MCW. I'm going against Matt. G's going against yeah, masturbates and Nando going against Bali Dogs. So the, pro- the projections are ridiculously close, except for one uh, matchup, which is uh, me and Dylan. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that indeed? Let me tell you a little story here for a second. Other than the fact that listeners, if you have followed us in the past couple of weeks, you know that my team has basically limped into the playoffs as it is. Um, I think I started getting hurt all in like one week. So I lost Christian McCaffrey. I lost AJ Brown. I lost um, Daryl Henderson and Antonio Brown still hasn't returned. Thank you for that AB. But either way, I'm basically limped into the playoffs because I already clinched before all of that happened. So now I get to face Dylan and I need a wide receiver too, because I have Justin Jefferson, but I don't have anyone else because AJ Brown's hurt and AB is hurt. So I was going to put in a waiver claim, for a guy named AJ Green, who's recently dropped. And, you know, I saw Hopkins got injured and I kind of felt like the ankle injury is going to be at least a week-long injury. And I just needed one more game. I needed one week to get through because AJ Brown would be activated off injured reserve next week. And obviously AB would be unsuspended. So I just need one week for a fill-in. And little did I see 12 midnight at this very day, Dylan my opponent puts in a claim for AJ Green and snatches him up right before me. What are the odds? Well, I suspect collusion. Just for the record, like this entire season, I didn't put in like a waiver claim until like the day after Wednesday. This so, this doesn't help this your is, case. This is pretty funny. This is thievery right here. 
Absolutely. That's a smart chess move, you know. <laughs> Matt's definitely here playing checkers, and Dylan's here playing chess, you know. Dylan wants to robbery. Hey, sorry that I saved up my waiver, my waiver <laughs> position until now. I think I was third going into this week. Yeah, I think Vivek, Vivek is number one. I don't know who's number two, but I was definitely number three. So must be nice. I was strategically be nice. <laughs> waiting for this moment to get AJ Green. And it must I'm be nice happy. that you get to save your waiver priority for weeks and weeks. Meanwhile, I'm picking up scraps like Nick Westbrook. Every week, team. right? Yeah. And Pat <laughs> Firemove, Robbie Gould, people like that. You could have got Elijah Mitchell way back in like week two or three. Nope, never draft Niners. Never going to do that. But it's okay, Dylan. It's okay. I, I'm going to find hey, a Projections don't mean anything. That is very true. I'm going to find a wide receiver too, and uh, I'll kick your butt. Okay. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, those are our playoffs, basically. And we wish you the best, obviously, for your playoffs and for everyone competing in our league. Um, good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor. But now, yeah, fantasy playoffs can be yeah. such a nerve-wracking time. I feel like you know, it's just like there's so much like pressure on one week to perform, and you know, with all the COVID stuff, I feel like this week, this year in specific, is going to be you know, definitely wild, and uh, I feel like this is going to be a good good week for football especially because there's football on saturday this week too which is you know makes it even better yep a lot more games to have panic attacks over basically mm-hmm. i know dylan's running backs both go up on saturday which means that i'm gonna have to watch it in terror but either way speaking of covid and uh, you know the covid outbreak basically COVID has absolutely ravaged the NFL. It's honestly ravaged all kind of sports right now. I think the NBA is also NBA their own is pretty bad well. over there. Yeah. So, but either way, right now, it specifically affects kind of the NFL. I think they had the highest amount of cases reported, and it's kind of like ever since this whole pandemic started just a couple of days ago. And it feels like every new Adam Schefter tweet is basically someone's going to go on the COVID list. And then Whenever you see that, you see a couple of other players as well go on. Like we saw Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby test positive for COVID the other day. And now all of a sudden, Odell Beckham Jr. also has COVID. Um, Daryl Henderson had COVID on Saturday. They tested positive for COVID on Saturday. So it's just been a complete mess. And not to mention all the injuries that are piling up. It's really a matter of attrition when it comes to fantasy football, when it comes to the whole regular season in general. And that's why it's so frustrating sometimes. You can build a great team like I did. And uh, now you're... Uh-huh, your team's so great. My team is great. We clinched playoffs like week 11. And now we're all hurt or have COVID or suspended. <laughs> yeah, that's just bad luck. But, it's you know, I feel like... You know, you know what I feel like in you know, this situation, this is where you find out who's the good fantasy manager. Because there's always going to be someone who's going to be performing on Sunday, you know? or Saturday in this case, too. So you got to just be able to really, you know, look through the waiver wires and you see who the replacement is and next man up and find someone that you can plug in that gets you some points. And, you know, we're obviously going to have our starts and sits later. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled out for even if something happens going forward. Because, you know, definitely by 
today through, you know, whenever Sunday or the games are, someone's going to test positive again, right? So mm -hmm. that just creates another opening for someone to, you know, pick up a player and start that guy and get great production. So, you know, and now that the waiver wire is over, these players, they're going to be able to go right away. So you're not going to have the chance to, you know, wait and, you know, place a waiver wire and see who gets them. They're all going to be ready to go right away. So you got to have a quick finger and see once someone goes out, who's the next man, or if it's a running back, you know, who's his backup, get him, and you got to start it right away, you know. So it does create opportunity. You just got to be looking for it. Yep. That's exactly what I did with the Keenan Allen when he tested positive for COVID. I just scooped up Jalen Guyton right away. So, but either way, you know, G, you're right. It's no excuse just to have people out for COVID or injury or whatever. You got to make your pick. You got to make, you got to put someone in that lineup. You might not win. Yeah, but you gotta I hate when chance. people leave players in their lineup that aren't playing, bro. Put someone in. I don't care yeah. if it's the fifth receiver off the Jets, bro. Like, if you have to start <laughs> Braxton Berrios, that's I don't what I, care exactly. That's exactly Berrios. what I was going to say. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Is it sad that we like, know that number five for the Jets? Or I've seen crazy things happen that a bench player get a touchdown randomly, you know? Someone goes down in a game, that guy might be in the game now playing. So you got a guy that's in there, you know? But if you never even try, you'll never know, you know? Exactly. But now we're going to play a little segment here. We're going to call this Who's Your Guy? Or Who's The Guy, rather. And basically, we're going to pick out a guy from – uh, maybe a crowded backfield or weird wide receiver core or some place that's been ravaged by COVID. And we're going to pick out the guy that we believe is going to win you that week or who's going to at least have the most production for that week. And then hopefully it will give you a more informed decision for your lineups on the playoffs because it could be just like us. You could be ravaged by injury and COVID and you need a guy to start right now. So you got to pick someone out of a very questionable kind of situation and you got to call your chance you got to get go with your gut so we're going to get started here deandre hopkins is out for the rest of the regular season at least with an ankle injury he sustained like i think with 30 seconds left to go in the game and they were just trying to go for a hail mary just ridiculous uh shout out cliff kingsbury for that and kyler murray but either way hopkins is out for the rest of the season that leaves three very enticing wide receivers to choose from if you are desperate so who do you think is the guy to get you through to the next week is it going to be aj green christian kirk or rondale moore i would have to go aj green um you know he's obviously the most well-respected and big name receiver out of the bunch obviously you know he's aj green who was uh going crazy a few weeks ago or a few years ago and He's had a few good games this year, and D-Hop being out, I feel like he has the biggest uh, uh, similarity and style of play and capabilities of actually being a wide receiver one out of the guys we've seen. You know, Rondell Moore's a rookie. Christian Kirk could possibly get injured. He has a high injury percently, like, rate. You know, and he's targeted a lot, so he's unreliable in a sense to be a wide receiver one. You know, the same could be said for A.J. Green, but we've seen him have, you know, streaks in his career where he's been – arguably, you know, one of the best receivers in, this, in the league. So I'm going to have to go with him. I'm going to say, I'm going to say AJ Green too. Oh, really? Just because, yeah. Really? AJ Green. I'm going to double down because if I'm, because if I say it now, he's going to do well coming, coming up this week, he's going to do well. Well, I hope on not. Sunday. 
on Sunday. <laughs> he's going to blow that other team out. He's, he's playing Detroit. Yeah, he's going to blow up Detroit and we're going to move on to the next round. It's not enough that he just took him from me just to put him on the bench. He's starting him against me. He did. But, yeah, I got to go with the same here. AJ Green. I think he gives you the highest floor in terms of he's going to be that outside perimeter guy. He's going to get you a couple catches. Tyler Murray, I think, is going to look for him um, from 20 to 20. He's going to have to look for him to get first downs through the air. In the red zone, though, I feel like James Conner is still your guy. I think Zach Ertz is your receiving option if you need to go into the red zone. Christian Kirk is your deep threat. So if you need a big play, I'd go Christian Kirk. So you would you go? Let me ask you a question. Um, would you guys rather go uh, Christian Kirk or Rondell Moore? Oh, Christian Kirk. I would say Christian Kirk. Too. I would I take Rondell Moore just because I feel like the upside's higher there. We, I think it was like right in one of the first two, three games in the season where he had a couple two touchdowns in one game, uh, and he, you know, I think that type of performance wasn't like an outlier, even though it kind of is an outlier as now. He hasn't really got that same type of target share, you know, that he did that one random game that he did get like five, six targets. My issue with Rondale is that he hasn't had a good week since week five with Kyler Murray. He had one in Seattle where he scored 16 in PPR, but that was with uh, Colt McCoy. And I don't think either AJ or DeAndre were playing in that game. So I don't, I just don't see it happening. It's a little bit too risky for me. At least Christian Kirk, he has been pretty solid honestly. And that's a lot, a lot of that has to do with Hopkins usually being out. So I would be okay with Christian Kirk starting, but I think if you want a little bit more of a floor, you go with AJ Green for sure. All right. And moving on here, all the Browns are out with COVID practically. Baker Mayfield is out. I believe Kareem Hunt is hurt again. I want to say Austin Hooper is gone. The entire bronze offensive line is pretty much gone. Kevin Stefanski has COVID again after he had it in January for the playoffs. Do you start a single Brown on this roster? Depends on who's starting at QB for me, and especially their O-line situation. If it stays as poor as it is right now and everybody's out, I'm staying away from everybody. There's no one I would really want to start. Uh, if Case Keenum gets a start and I was really desperate, I would look at maybe like a Najoku at a tight end. I know that's really random, but I mean, that's about the best I think I can get from any Browns player. Obviously, if you have Chubb, um, I would really, really caution starting him um, unless you really have to. The O-line is like a really big deal there. It's like, you know, Dallas's O-line where they struggle without their healthy O-line, you know, so I think we'll see what the O-line situation is looking like for Chubb, but everybody else is a guaranteed bench for me. Yep. I'll tell you the eight players who have COVID. Jarvis Landry, Wyatt Teller, Drew Forbes, those are the guards. Austin Hooper, Ross Travis, those are the tight ends. Wide receiver JoJo Natson, offensive tackle Jedrick Wills, and quarterback Baker Mayfield. And then you got the you got Kevin Stefanski also. And then yeah, I mean, Njoku just came off of uh, COVID. So technically, he will be available to play. Dearness Johnson makes a little bit of sense. If you really are that desperate, you need to return. And um, I'd say take a gamble on Donovan Peoples-Jones if you can. If Baker returns, that's a great pickup. But if he doesn't, 
then I would probably slide him under guys like, let's say, I'd play Christian Kirk and AJ Green over Donovan Peoples Jones. That's what I'm saying. All right. Detroit running backs. DeAndre Swift is hurt, and Jamal Williams has COVID, which means that he is out for at least 10 days because he is unvaccinated, so he will not play for the Arizona game. We saw a very interesting Detroit backfield last time. After everyone thought Jamar Jefferson was going to get all the carries, it turned out to be Craig Reynolds out of nowhere who had, you know, 83 yards basically (laughs) on 11 carries, which is ridiculous. He scored double digits in fantasy. Is that your guy going forward? It kind of has to be, right? I mean, who else is even getting enough touches to be (laughs) useful? Like, what touches do you really want? You know, I don't know. It's kind of ugly there in Detroit, like it like has been for the last like twenty years. Oh yeah. But okay, I'll give you this then. Seattle running backs. You know, we saw Adrian Peterson be out last week, and Alex Collins hasn't been doing much. And all of a sudden, now Rashad Penny, straight from what 2017, 26, 18, from the first round, finally has the game of his life couple years too late might I add and now he's probably in line to start so would you rather have Craig Reynolds or Rashad Penny right now even though Adrian Peterson might come back I would go Rashad Penny yeah I think he his workload what I saw last week was much much more impressive obviously a stat line way better but uh, I don't want to just base it off just the stat line but I thought just you know the you know, the, their own line looked a lot better. They actually looked like they wanted to run in. You know, if Seattle wants to make a, a late-season push and look kind of relevant for Russell Wilson, they're going to need to show that they're competent enough to run the ball, you know? I think the only issue with Penny for me is that fool's gold. Like, because Penny has been there for years, and it just concerns me that Peterson's going to be back, and, you know, you still have Collins in Dallas. That's why I didn't pick him up um, initially, because – Alex Collins and DJ Dallas were there. And we saw that Collins was the guy usually. And now Peterson is back. I, I wonder if those goal line carries are going to be taken by Peterson. But I'd, yeah. yeah, I'd go with Penny this week against the Rams, then Reynolds against the Cardinals. But I'm tentative. I did see you both tried to take Rashad Penny. I think you and Nando. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like uh, I'd rather start him than Jamar Jefferson. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, my running back situation is really ugly. I'm praying that Michael Carter comes back, but you know, um, I thought that I thought that one backfield that I don't think we mentioned yet, but we might is that really I think is a lot better than the backfields we name right now is the Houston backfield, um, especially due to matchup. They're playing Jacksonville, so. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows what can happen in that game when two 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 win teams play each other. So I feel like uh, I think his name is Royce Freeman, right? The guy from mm-hmm. the Broncos. So you, now he's on the Texans. I picked him up in almost every single one of my leagues, and I really like him this week. I think uh, he is also going to be in a crowded backfield. With, but Burkhead's out this week, and David Johnson's there, but he's sort of you know just David Johnson. So I think that Royce Royce Freeman is the the hot running back name right now i had a claim in for Royce freeman i think i got penny instead but 
I don't know. Yeah, I think it's worth the gamble, honestly. Like, again, you can't afford to lose this game. No matter how disgusting it is, I think this is what, like, their fifth running back, I want to say. Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, David Johnson. Who else was there? Burkhead. Burkhead, there you go. And that's four. So, Royce Freeman's five. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is getting real ugly around the NFL. We haven't even started with Miami. Oh, man. I wanted to – I was going to look at um, Malcolm Brown. <laughs> that's yeah, but I, I seriously think considering, think- like, mm, Malcolm Brown. I think the only thing is in Miami that they kind of have a chance of Gaskin coming back this week. So if he comes back, you know, I think all the touches go back to him. So there's not really much of discussion left there. Exactly. So there you go. But if you do need to look at someone, if Gaskin is indeed out, Duke Johnson, Miles Gaskin, um, Duke Johnson and uh, Malcolm Brown are the guys to watch for. Malcolm Brown started practicing off the IR. He's still on IR right now. So if you pick him up, you can put him in the IR for a little bit and wait. And if he doesn't come off IR, you leave him there. Yeah, always use your IR spots. Don't ever leave them empty. Yeah. You know what's annoying? Do you know what's the most annoying part about my IR spots? Because we don't allow COVID or suspended players to go into the IR spot. So literally, like, the, they're not hurt. They have COVID and they are suspended. So I can't use them. But at the same time, I can't use them in my IR spot. That's what annoys me. Oh, man. I feel like uh, that's kind of on me as commissioner. I feel like I changed it in all mother leagues where COVID's on IR. I guess I didn't for this league. Ooh, okay. Oof, man. It's a tough luck. Tough luck now. Tough luck. It's okay. I need divine intervention to beat Dylan this week. It's if you happen. beat Dylan this week, you know you really meant to win. You know, like, you know, there's nothing like no excuses. Exactly. Apparently, God hates Dylan, so, you know. <laughs> so, we're going to start our starts and sits of the week. Again, this is the playoffs. This is the big leagues. So, we prepared our best starts and sits of the week yet, and we are so focused and prepared for this one. We won't tolerate any kind of bullshit whatsoever. No, none at all. Of, yeah, we got rid of Gav from the podcast. No backwards because... <laughs> logic. All forward, regular picks. Our starts are starts, and our sits are sits for this week, right? Exactly. Yeah. Gav isn't here and, because you know, he can participate because only winners uh, get to make picks. Yeah, we had to we had to get off the load of, of excess waste, you know. Yeah. In real talk, though, Gav is uh, just unavailable right now. Dylan will be filling in his Gav's uh, picks once again, which I can already see from our sheet is questionable to say the least. But why don't you go first, Chief? Sure. Um, you know. I'm going to go with old reliable for a lot of you guys. This might not be a waiver wire quarterback, but you know, someone you might just have questions about, but I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. And this week, I think uh, he is going to be, uh, have a great, great week this week, especially because they're playing Washington. And this is, you know, obviously it's divisional, but no, let alone that Washington hasn't been playing, you know, they played a little bit better last week against Dallas, but I think that had a lot more to do with, Dallas not being able to figure out what their offense is right now. Um, but that's a dis- discussion for a later time. So right now, um, I think that just, you know, Jalen Hurst has been, you know, what, a top five QB most of the season. And recently he had the injury and, you know, Gardner Minshew played amazingly. But I think he should be back this week. He had a great – I think he practiced on Wednesday. So whenever you're hearing this, but he did practice this week on Wednesday. Um, that's a great time for someone to play on a Sunday. 
So I think he'll be out there. And if he's out there, I think he's going to have one of the great weeks. And if you're looking for someone that's on the waiver wire, a little bit less, like, you know, uh, up there, I like Taysom. You know, I like, everybody loves Taysom, but that's it. Mobile quarterbacks will give you always a solid floor of at least 12 to 15 points, which is, you know, a lot in terms of like regular passing quarterbacks. It's at least like 200 yards or whatever and two touchdowns. So Jalen Hurts, great pick. Washington also is terrible against uh, quarterbacks. I'm going to go with a guy that is probably, you know, in a lineup already, but you just have to make sure that he's going to have a great week. It's Justin Herbert versus Kansas City. He's been a little inconsistent. You know, Chargers have had a kind of an up and down season. But the thing that has always remained consistent is the fact that Justin Herbert loves playing against Kansas City. I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad game so far in his three games. You know, he started his career basically in relief for Tyrod Taylor against Kansas City. And he immediately lit the um, kind of the stadium up. And he hasn't looked back ever since, right? Not only did he have, I want to say like, like three touchdowns, I guess, in that performance. But in the next matchup he had against Kansas City, which was a Week 17 game, so you didn't really get to benefit that much, he also had three touchdowns um, to beat Kansas City and give them their second loss in the season. This year, when they were playing each other, he had four touchdowns and 281 yards, and that was probably one of his best performances yet. I'm pretty sure he put up 30 points in fantasy football. So... I would start him absolutely with confidence. I think he's going to have a great start, and you're going to be sitting pretty comfortably for Thursday night. Uh, for Gav, he put down Tua Tagovailoa against the Jets. I guess the reason why he put Tua, he told he's telling people to start Tua is because it's obviously against the Jets, and typically, if your if your team's going against the Jets, you to, you want to start that those players against them. But other than that, I I really don't have a lot to say. Yeah, I mean, every Dolphin is an insta start right now. I think they're they have a lot of momentum right now, and I know that we don't have a running back side of the week. I didn't put him in my running back side of the week, but if that's the case, if Miles Gaskin is healthy, I would absolutely start him against the Jets. They are probably one of the worst defenses ever against the run, and Miles Gaskin, inconsistent as he's been so far, I think he's going to dominate that matchup but for my running back starts of the week I also have James Conner at Detroit he's going to absolutely kill it if he's healthy I'm so sad that I didn't get to draft James this year but either way he has been a touchdown monster he looks physical he looks like he's ready to bowl over defenders at a moment's notice he's catching passes one-handed for some reason it's ridiculous he's like the next version of Christian McCaffrey at this point so you know, I can't help but not start him against this prime matchup against the Detroit Lions. And another one that I would start, I'd start Deonta Foreman against the Pittsburgh Steelers. G would might disagree with me there, but the the logic doesn't lie. The math doesn't lie. Pittsburgh is awful when it comes to running backs and defending against the run. They've allowed so many points to the run right now this season. I believe they are right now. Yeah, they allow... 26, like they allow, they're like 26 in run defense right now, as it is. So I would start Deontay Foreman with confidence. He seems like he's taking the backfield from Dontrell Hilliard and uh, Jeremy McNichols. Adrian Peterson's already been cut. So 
you need the guy off the waiver wire or kind of off on your bench right now, I'd favor the matchup between them. For gas pick this week, for running back, he picked Matt's favorite person, James, the Flames, Robinson against the Texans. Matt, do you want to talk more about James, the Flames, because he's on your team this, this season? Unfortunately, I wish I could say better things about James Robinson. What's holding you I back? Can, I can all, no, he's not holding me back. The thing is, Urban Meyer is holding him back, which in turn holds me back. And that's what I hate. I hate Urban Meyer. There's like, there's no one, like, we have our guys that we hate, right? We have Adam Thielian, Stefan Diggs, Rudy Gobert, you know, <laughs> the like. I, I just mentioned our Krishna, Chase Claypool, the other week, and now everyone hates him. We were ahead of the curve on that one. But I hate Urban Meyer, man. There's just, like, nothing redeemable there. It's not even a fantasy thing. He's He seems like a genuine asshole just in real life. And I, I kind of sense it from the moment that they drafted Travis Etienne that, you know, Urban Meyer doesn't like James the Flames Robinson. And now he – the report I saw on Twitter – this couple hours ago, is that they were working out running back on Johnson in uh, workouts this week. I'm like, why? Why do you hate the Holy One? Why do you hate the savior of your team, basically? No, it's not Trevor Lawrence. He has the hair for it. But James, James Robinson, when he does well, you do well. So I don't understand it. Maybe Urban Meyer is just a hater of greatness. He doesn't want the Jacksonville Jaguars to be great. He yeah. Just want, he just wants to them to that. suck. It has to be that because, you know, fuck you, Urban Meyer. You're the worst person I've ever known. And A lot of coaches nowadays are getting are like pretentious assholes. Like yeah. Urban Meyer in the NBA side, Rick Carlisle, a lot of reports are saying like stuff about him playing DSJ against Luca. That's for a different, that's for a different episode. But oh yeah, I don't. We don't stand. We don't stand coaches who who are, who are dummies or kick players. <laughs> That's very true. We're a pro player team here. Yeah, we we like we like coaches who don't kick their players or kick kickers. Why why on earth would you kick the guy whose whose best ability is to kick? Right, you're just you're just expecting comeuppance right there, but you know. Yeah, whatever it is what it is i'd say it's a great matchup against the texans but i can't i have to against dylan but i really don't want to i'm only really just doing this based on my faith and uh a lack of options that's all i got for you okay g who's your start of the week for running back yeah um i got another you know just you know i kind of talked about him earlier uh i had well, sorry, I have Freeman. Um, so Freeman, you know, I kind of talked about it earlier. He just got a great matchup and matchup against Jacksonville. I didn't start anybody against Jacksonville, in my honest opinion. If they were starting at running back, that's a good enough for me. Um, I'm not putting too much thought into it. You know, for me, he had 11 carries last week and I think a few catches. If you can do that for me, I think that's enough. For you. That's enough. Than, that's more than you can ask for, you know, the fifth running back this season. The fifth stringer is that what he is? The fifth stringer now. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's more than enough to ask for him, you know. So 
I really like it. It's a good good matchup. Um, that's enough for me. You know, I'm not going to try to sell you too much on it because you know, at the end of the day, it is a fifth stringer. So, man, I I swear I saw Royce Freeman on the Panthers this uh, year, so I was surprised he was even there. But yeah, players move around faster than we even know. Exactly. Wayne Goldman was a 49er at the start of the year, and now he's a he went from the Falcons, then he went to the Vikings, I think, because Madison, guess what, caught COVID. Either way, wide receiver starts of the week. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go Darnell Mooney versus the Minnesota Vikings. He hasn't had a couple of good games in a while, but this is Minnesota we're talking about. If anyone saw that Thursday night football game, or really any Vikings game at the matter, you know that every Minnesota Vikings game is going to be at least one possession. And like a one possession game. And you might find it hard to believe against the Chicago Bears, who have just looked completely awful. And they don't even pass well, honestly. I think they're ranked dead last in terms of average passing yards per game. But just believe in the fact that it's a divisional game, so it's always going to be close. And the fact that the Minnesota Vikings always make it close will it be kind of a closer game. Darnell Mooney is facing, again, a Minnesota defense that allows the most points to wide receivers in fantasy right now. If you need a guy, you can go with Darnell Mooney. And I think that Justin Fields is going to do enough to be able to kind of at least keep it close. Or if he doesn't get to do it, then the Vikings will allow him to do it just because that's what the Vikings do. Yeah, I like your pick this week. And uh, I'm going to go in a similar direction, a receiver that's, you know, has quietly put up a decent season while he's been there and it's kind of been the big thing for Devontae Parker against the Jets this week uh I like him because you know two has been showing competency to really uh get the ball out quick and short which is Devontae Parker's strength he's very much a possession receiver and so far while he's played this season he's only played six games but he's had 12 9 8 17 16 and 11 you know if I just told you that you wouldn't say okay that's not even that bad you know and they got the Jets this week I love matchups. You know how I am. I, I love looking at waiver wire players that have great matchups and, and their offenses are trending upwards, even though, you know, Dolphins aren't the most, you know, sexy name, but the matchup they have is the best you could probably get this week. Um, two has been playing the best you'll probably see him this year. And that's really what you want to be putting your you know hopes into. I'll be okay if, uh, you know, you know, my stars don't play good and I don't play them. But, you know, when you got something like this and you, you have, I think you kind of have to start this type of player in this type of matchup. Makes sense. Every time Parker's come back from IR, basically, or injury, he's always had a pretty productive week. So it's like the only week you'll ever see him healthy. The only issue is that, yeah, he gets hurt all the time. But, yes, he's, he's He great. will win you this week. But next week, if he's not there, do not be surprised. Yeah. But don't worry, just wait for next week and uh, for the episode. Okay, we'll got you covered. All right, so for gas pick, for wide receiver, um, he picks the New York Giants wide receiver, Sterling Shepard, against the Cowboys. Um, I mean, it's against the Cowboys, and you know anything can happen against them. But the problem is with the Giants, thing that, the thing that irks me is, again, offensive line, kind of sus and I think and with Sterling Shepard he's he's like okay but it's I feel like he doesn't give you like a whole lot 
So I don't, that's just my opinion. Oh, what you guys the think? floor is really low. I feel like what you're trying to say that yeah. you can really just drop zero for you. And, you know, what the hot, what the upside would be maybe 11 points, 12 points at most. It's a, it's an interesting start because the Giants haven't really been playing particularly their best football, especially without Daniel Jones. So um, it's an interesting pick here by Gav, but, you know, we expect nothing less other than interesting picks. And I'm trying to be nice by saying interesting. I had Evan Ingram last week as my tight end because Gasicki was having a buy <laughs> and he only, and Evan Ingram only gave me one point. And I was like, this is too, I'm like, I'm used to this. I have, I witnessed this before. Nothing new. If, if there was a guy that like, there's always one player that like you hate personally, not because they always go off on you, but like they're on your team and they suck ass. It's Evan Ingram for Dylan. I've seen him like get destroyed just because every time he starts having income in his lineup, one point, one point, zero points. Then all of a sudden, when he's on the waiver wire, he, he pops <laughs> off. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain this phenomenon. I, I don't know. God hates you. God does hate me. Yeah. I got real deep real quick, guys. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you're talking about fantasy playoffs, right? Yeah. Everyone, everyone gets hated on. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off with my tight end and move us along here, and I'm gonna double down, and I'm gonna go Mike Jacecki. Now, I don't really gotta explain it. He's safe. He's to a safety blanket, and everything I said for Devonte Parker, I feel like straight still applies. Just defense and not much better guarding tight ends, and they are receivers. They're kind of awful at everything. That's kind of how being the worst team, one of the worst teams in the league, usually works. So, I mean. If that's not good enough to convince you to start sicky, you know, I don't know what there will be. Robert Sala, what happened? I don't know what happened there. He's a defensive coach, man. Yeah, he's a, he is a <laughs> defensive coach. So he should be better at this, but whatever. I'm going Ricky Seals-Jones at the Philadelphia Eagles. He was injured the past couple of weeks, and Logan Thomas came back, so you could probably still see him on waiver wires. But if uh, – and if you do – Philadelphia is the worst defense against tight ends this year. You absolutely have to start him if you're desperate because, you know, there's only two options that Taylor Heineke looks to. He looks for his tight end. He looks for Terry McLaurin. Oh, looks like Terry McLaurin is hurt this week. He has a concussion and he dropped zero anyway, much to my displeasure personally. But either way, Logan Thomas is out for the season. Ricky Seals-Jones is returning. I think he's got a smash startup against the Philadelphia. Hey, Matt, let me give you a couple of names, and you tell me if you take Seals Jones or the other tight ends I name, okay? All right. All right, so Ferrymuth or Ricky? I'm going to Ferrymuth because of the touchdown upside. Ferrymuth doesn't okay. get a lot of catches, but he he gets a touchdown somehow. Every game, right? Okay, that's yeah. fair. Um, Noah Fant or Ricky? Noah Fant faces the Bengals. The Bengals aren't the worst defense. And Philadelphia is literally the worst defense. So I'd go with Ricky Seals-Jones. Okay. Okay. So we got Ricky 1-1 right now. Um, let's do a lot. one last one. Um, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard faces uh, the Washington football team, right? So yep. he, he's 14. Oh, man. That's a hard one, huh? That is a hard one. I you um I'm going with I'm going with oh I know if Hertz is out 
I'd go with Goddard. That's where I'm going. Okay. You saw Gardner to target him against the Jets. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, he had his first hundred yard game this season. But if uh Jalen Hurts starts, we're going Ricky. Yeah, we're going Ricky. All right, man. I like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Gav Gav picks a guy that has COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you pick? Austin Hooper from Washington. All right, sorry, not from Washington. Cleveland Browns. Good job, Gav. I this is what happened. And this is why you don't listen to someone that's uh, the 11 seed in their league. This is why, yeah. <laughs> the listeners beat him. That's the thing. All Maybe right. Gav should become a listener. <laughs> we should make a masterpiece, our co host. Exactly. See, the, the thing is, like, if you win the league and our listener league, you basically take over the show and, like, get all. Yeah, we'll give you all our account passwords and we'll kick ourselves <laughs> out the chat and leave you in it. And then you got it all. Yeah, you can, I think you can take it all. That's called, I think he's like, still, um, what you call it, Gav? He's still, like, feeling the win from, like, a long time ago when he won the whole thing, the whole league. Or, sorry, this is a different league. My bad. No, but, but yeah, I mean, you can't fault him. He, he's won a championship. He did I, win a championship. I think he's still thinking about that. He's like, oh, I'll just phone in all, all the picks I have this week. I think he's jinxing it. That's the thing. Now Hooper's going to come off of COVID or <laughs> – or maybe you guys, he... are, you guys have heard of Michael Jordan's flu game. Austin Hooper's COVID game. <laughs> <laughs> they would literally try to ban him from the NFL if he came out with COVID. Hey, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he ain't Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on to sits of the week now. Um, quarterback, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go Joe Burrow versus the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are very good on defense. They're not the best, but I think that it's a pretty simplistic Cincinnati offense that they could run. And I think that all they need to do basically is take away Jamar Chase over the top and then force him to kind of work with T. Higgins. I think Joe Burrow is as a player that it depends really on matchup, whether you start and sit him. If you have Joe Burrow, you probably have another quarterback that you're always constantly like changing up for him. Like let's say that, Kirk that's Cousins. so funny because in all my leagues that I have Joe Burrow and one league I have Taysom and the other league I have Matthew Stafford, so you're one hundred percent accurate about that Joe Burrow statement. Exactly because like no one came into the season saying Joe Burrow is my starting quarterback. So I mean I would start I'd start Taysom Hill over Joe Burrow just because of the rushing floor. I'd start Matt Stafford probably just based off the incredible game he's had. It seems like he's gotten over his issues. I'd what about Ben? What about Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson actually was my second sit of the week, um, so I will not pick him. <laughs> I got you there. Checkmate at you. Yeah, yeah, but I'll, yeah, I like I like the I like the matchup. All right, I guess like I like your logic of using the matchup against the quarterback. Um, and then um, my quarterback for this week is uh, Carson Wentz against New England. You know, same type of logic that you use one of the best defenses in the league. And, you know, if New England can outcoach Buffalo and clamp Josh Allen, I think they'll have a not-too-bad job doing that to Carson Wentz, who's been, you know, turnover-friendly before and is, you know, many times in his career. So I think that's what we'll see a lot from Carson Wentz. And, you know, same thing with Burrow. They do pick through. I think they're both top five in picks, so that's a big thing. They do throw a lot of picks, and that kind of kills your fantasy points. So 
I would stay away from them. Who knows? Carson Wentz might be injured by the end of the first quarter. Like, hey, I'm not going to say anything about an injury. I think I already uh, know. It's, it's just the history, his injury history hasn't been too – it's been a lot. If I say anything about injury, another player of mine goes down. No, they Knock on wood. So, for Gaz pick, he picks Mr. Immunized Aaron himself, Aaron Rodgers, against the Ravens. Well, I don't have much to say about this, but you guys can both chime in if you want. Because I think Aaron Rodgers himself, even though he hasn't taken the COVID shots, but he can still play at a high level against any team. Yeah, that's basically what I'm thinking. I think the issue with him right now is that he has, uh, he's hurt, so he has some kind of a toe injury, whereas he calls it the COVID toe. So um, I don't think that – I think they'll, they'll limit his mobility, but at the same time, I don't really – not Benji Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Like Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, they're all great options, but Aaron Rodgers, you got to pick him every time. I think Gav just hates Aaron Rodgers in particular. I mean, yeah, I agree. He's the one that said Aaron Rodgers is not MVP one year <laughs> or one episode. Yep. Famous, famous episode of the show. If you haven't checked it out, you really should. But I'm not betting against Aaron right now. All right. Since uh, the week for running back, I got two again. I'm going. For double for a lot of these things because I really want to help you guys out. Um, what a nice guy, Matt. I'm like yeah. Santa Claus. Good, Mr. good guy, Matt. Here. Mr. Generous. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders versus Washington. That's a big one because I think Washington is allowing the like fourth least rushing yards per game. They were able to clamp down on Ezekiel Elliott. Granted, he was a little injured, but Miles Sanders only had one 100-yard rushing game. That was last week against, again, the worst rushing defense in probably a very long time in the New York Jets. Anyone can run on them. So it's not really a testament to Miles Sanders' ability, even though I love him. Um, you know, it's just a fact that, you know, the Eagles just don't like Miles Sanders for some reason. It's not as bad as James Robinson and Urban Meyer, but Nick Sirianni just doesn't run Miles Sanders as much as he could. So I would be okay with benching Miles Sanders versus Washington. And the last one is Chuba Hubbard and... Chuba has been up and down recently, and I think it mostly has to do with his quarterback, but it's also a very, very bad matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Granted, they've been able to be run on for a little bit. That was against guys like Leonard Fournette, Jonathan Taylor, and basically a New England run offense that was literally all runs and two passes. So I wouldn't bet against the Buffalo Bills here. I favor the Bills over Chuba Chuba Hubbard. I cannot pronounce his name right. Either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. I was thinking about him, but uh, I gave the slight edge to Deontay Foreman. Uh, I don't like the matchup against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has been definitely a other every other week team so far this year. I mean, they're literally 6-6-1. Six, six, so that's the definition of every other week. So I think this week is the one where they, week they get the win. They just shot the bed last week. Um, almost made the comeback, but, you know, in a general sense, still shot the bed. And there are all that controversy with the Claypool stuff. So they always come back after good after that type of stuff. You know, you know, a lot of respect there to Mike Tomlin. But the defense will 
losing struggle didn't play a really good game last year against Derrick Henry. So I don't know if this I would I would say this much much confidence that this year's team is way in the in a concept of like O line and running back talent just worse than there were last year. Obviously, you know Henry, you know AJ or and then Julio just came back last week. They're not looking like the same team they were last year. So I think that if they can get Derrick Henry slowed down last year, they can definitely do it again this year to Deontay Foreman. You guys are about what? You guys are like 26 against running backs. <laughs> okay. It's just one week. Do you, we're do you remember about. Dalvin Cook in a sling? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Deontay Foreman is not Dalvin Cook. Very true. And we'll have we'll, – we'll be better. I'm telling you, every, team, every time we get Cook, we come back next week and we look like a different team. And the next week, we're like, damn, we just played the best game of our season. Then we'll get cooked again. How do you feel about Chase Claypool, by the way? And let's go with Dylan's All next right. wide receiver. All <laughs> right. Doesn't want to talk about it. Understandable. No. Um, for Gav's pick, uh, he chooses John and Taylor from the Indiap- Indianapolis Colts against the New, I guess, New England Patriots. I think, honestly, it's because it's against the Patriots. <laughs> and he doesn't want anyone to pick up anyone. Or sorry, let me rephrase it. He doesn't want to pick up anyone against the Patriots, and he just wants the Patriots to win. I'm just, I think that's how I sum it up. I think that he has a point in that Jonathan Taylor is, let's say, the New England defense always takes away the best option on offense. That's their plan. They allow. They basically say, okay, you can, if we take away Tyreek or Kelsey, we'll let you have anything you want, but we're not going to let you have Tyreek or Kelsey score, right? Jonathan Taylor is basically the offense. He's so good that we could be calling him MVP. So what do you think Bill Belichick's plan is? He's probably going to try to stop Jonathan Taylor. That's that's my attempted logic at Gav's pick. But I agree. Probably being a homer here. Yeah, I mean, I think Gav's just being a homer, but I'm going to, you know, put this out there just to put it in the air. I think the Colts are going to upset the, the Pats this week. And I think Jonathan Taylor have a good game just by t- touchdown relevancy. Might not be statistically, you know, the most efficient night, but he'll have some good carries and a couple touchdowns. If Gab were here right now, he'd probably be yelling. Well, so that's guess, probably better for everybody, right? <laughs> I guess we're all expecting DeForest Buckner to run over Matt Jones multiple times on Sunday. It'd be cool too. I'm okay with that. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. No knows for me. <laughs> All right. Wide receiver starts of the week. Tyreek Hill at the LA Chargers. This is a little bit of a controversial one here, but I got to go with this one because LA is, again, the one of the best passing defenses in the NFL. I think that I want to say last time that they matched up, he was the one who was held in check, and Travis Kelsey was the one who went off. Hence why, again, um, LA is not good on against tight ends, but they are good against wide receivers. So caution expectations for Tyreek Hill. If you have a higher ceiling player for Sunday, and you know Tyreek Hill gets you only like four to five points on uh, Thursday night, you need to start that higher ceiling player. If you have a loaded kind of wide receiver group, which is really kind of doubtful right now, considering all the COVID cases and whatnot. Let's say you have guys like, um, I guess, Stephon Diggs. Um, I have no idea anymore. I don't even know who's 
DeAndre Hopkins really Brown, missed me out, guys. We have Antonio <laughs> Brown. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. If you somehow have that lineup, I'd bench Tyreek Hill. Wow, man, that's controversial, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna go someone that I'd probably say is a little bit less uh controversial, but I would still, you know, say it's big time receiver. Um DJ Moore. Uh, against Buffalo, you kind of talked about this earlier, how Buffalo's defense is really good, and, you know, you would bench Chubba Hubbard. Uh, their quarterback play in Carolina is the most questionable thing I've ever seen in my life. I would not be surprised if Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, and P.J. Walker all get to play and all play like shit this week. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, Buffalo, when, when, what is it? When Buffalo wins, they always win by double digits. I think it's going to be one of those weeks, you know? Interesting. Mm. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty ugly actually. I don't know about their last win against the the Buccaneers, but every win before that. Oh, they yeah, didn't win against uh, Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, every win they had this year has been like by 15 points. So yeah, it's crazy to think about that when they get going, they're gonna you know shut you down and definitely have their offense going. So DJ Moore, I don't like it. Man, Robbie Anderson is sitting out there on our waiver wire. I am very – do you know how down bad I am right now for wide receiver two? That's that's where it's at. <laughs> if we could make some trades, I would have helped you out. But, you know, it's uh, a little past that point. You just got to thug it out. Yeah. Might as well pick him up. You – that would be so you, funny, man. You like that, huh, Ooh. Dylan? <laughs> Circle I was about, hey, I was going to pick Robbie Anderson up too, or like before Wednesday. <laughs> you should do that. Drop AJ Green. It's too late now. I'll keep AJ Green that. My favorite color is green, so – and his last name is green, so it works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, with gas, jokester. Uh, for gas pick to sit out for wide receiver sit, he picks Tyler Lockett against the Rams. And I think I kind of agree with him because every time you have Tyler Lockett in your lineup, it's typically a toss-up. It's either he's going to boom or bust. Last week, I was on, I was on the wrong side of that coin because I sat him out in one of my leagues and he popped off for about 20 points. And this hey, was a standard. <laughs> and that was a standard league. And I remember two weeks ago, we talked, we had those superlatives and he was definitely one of those. I forgot which superlative was it. But, you don't remember? Were you a little confused? Yeah, I was confused. I had confused Fifi and that's what happened last week. So it's understandable why um, you should, Gab wants people to sit out and lock it, but who knows if you're really feeling it or you're a true believer of Tyler, then by all means, put him in into your lineup. Maybe he'll drop 30, 30 against the Rams. But again, it's always at the end of the day, it's basically a coin flip. Once you have Tyler Lockett in your lineup, I mean, on your team for a whole year, you successfully become a Lockett whisperer. Like Gav had him for a whole season and now he knows exactly when to start and sit in. So, Dylan, you might be suffering right now, but once he's off your team, you'll finally understand how to handle Tyler Lockett, which will help no one except for people on the podcast. The only reason, again, the only reason why I had Tyler Lockett because I had I I had enough with people having the Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett or Ty, or Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf com- combination and just blowing out teams that can be like every other week or every two weeks. And I just wanted to, 
want to have that experience of having one of those Seahawks wide receivers. And I think this season just wasn't the best season, especially with Russell Wilson going down for four weeks and re- and the Seahawks replacing him with Geno Smith. So was it worth the pleasure that you got? I'll be honest. The first few weeks, I thought I struck gold. But I think after week three, right when I know Gap, I'm going to remind everyone, every viewer each week after Gaff said to trade Tyler Lockett high, and I did not, that's when um, <laughs> Tyler Lockett's stock started to go down a little bit. So now I, I understand the Tyler Lockett experience in fantasy football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mom. It's, like, so- it's, like every, it's like a relationship. It has mm-hmm. its highs and lows. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it goes in fantasy, but you just kind of stuck with the lock. Uh, you know, don't draft him next year. Leave him for someone else. Yeah. but Maybe it's my turn for him. Yeah, we get passed around and lock it. I have all <laughs> struggles with him. Yeah, and um, you know what rhymes with lock? Hawk. And that's oh, my yeah. tight end sit. Oh, my. Okay. That was, that was bad. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll allow it. All right, okay. awesome. Uh, I got TJ Hawkinson as my tight end state. Uh, he might not even play, so if he's not playing, don't obviously play him. But I just don't like the matchup against Arizona, and I don't also like that he will be playing injured if he plays, and that's enough for me to you want know, to want to bench him. I've um, personally had this have him in a few leagues, and in all my leagues that I have him, I've already benched him and. One, I started Ricky Seals-Jones, so, you know, wish me luck. Another one, I started Goddard. I think that's decent replacements, but, you know, I'm not going to start someone that's hurt in my playoff just for him to get hurt in the first couple series and then know that he can't play and probably shouldn't be playing. And then, you know, I start him expecting, you know, TJ Hawkinson from the beginning of the year. So that's why he's a bench for me. He would have been my start, uh, sit of the week as well. But – you took him, so I'm going to go with another high-end tight end that was probably drafted around that same area. I'm going Kyle Pitts versus the San Francisco 49ers. I know I'm, I know I'm just jinxing it right here because every time I pick a player to sit against my team, they're going to destroy me, and then I think we lose. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But I just don't see the matchup being very well here. Kyle Pitts has kind of struggled in the past couple of year, uh, weeks. I don't think he just gets any targets like i i feel like he is a great player i feel like he's a you know obviously you know good enough talent to be drafted fourth overall but at the same time they're just not in a position where he's going to be a luxury item and he's one of the only weapons on offense ever since uh, calvin ridley you know kind of stepped away from the game so it's just hard for me to believe that Kyle Pitts is a sustainable option right now. And San Francisco is very good against the tight end. They have Fred Warner. They have Aziz Alshire. So I would not trust Kyle Pitts against the Niners. Well, I'll make sure I start him in all my leagues. Mark Aaron for a good 25. Yeah, you should probably bet on the Falcons to win too. <laughs> oh, man. Now we double jinxed it. Now we're back onto what we were doing with Gav. Oh. For the last pick for tight end sits, Gav chooses Dawson Cox. Not sorry, not Cox. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that term? What's that term? Um, is it Freudian slip? 
Yeah. Yeah, Freudian slip right there. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Dawson Knox. <laughs> Dawson Knox from um, the Buffalo Bills against the Panthers. Honestly, I have no idea about <laughs> Dawson Knox. Clearly. <laughs> well, the Cox has been playing pretty good this year. Very touchdown heavy. So, um, like I said earlier, I think Buffalo's going to be blowing Carolina this week. And when they do, they throw at least three, four touchdowns. And Knox will definitely be getting one. I think you can write him in for a touchdown. Um, and, you know, I think Emmanuel Sanders is questionable too. So there might be even more work in the receiving game from the 20s to 20s. But he's a red zone threat for them. I'm going to disagree, honestly, because I I think the Panthers are pretty good against the tight end position. So I think Dawson Knox has a chance of being shut down. But um, so I understand the logic there. At the same time, there's not a lot of options here, right? If you got to go Dallas Goddard versus Dawson Knox, I'd probably go Dawson Knox just because of the higher touchdown upside. Again, it depends on if Gardner Minshew started or not. If you got to go with a guy like, um, yeah, like Kyle Pitts or Dawson Knox, I'd probably choose Knox over Kyle Pitts. So it's a really dependent thing. But I can understand the logic Gav's putting out there, but it's not enough for me to say, okay, he's a sit on all possible options. Yeah, and that was our last pick for today. Yeah. No Antonio Gibson slander this week from Gav. Although last week he played kind of poorly. He played horribly last week. Did he even – did Gav actually sit him last week? Did yeah, he he t- right? he t- yeah, I think he did. He got it right. Nice job, Gav. He's he one for four, him. one for eight yesterday, last week probably then, huh? Uh, he had he had Josh Allen versus the Bucks, which was wrong. Gibson versus the Cowboys, right. T. Higgins versus the Niners. I'm pretty sure T. Higgins destroyed us. And Andrews caught a touchdown against the Browns. So, yeah, he was wrong. But I'm pretty sure what? that was the point. Well, his starts, was his starts correct? Um, his starts were Russell Wilson versus Houston, which is correct. Pollard versus Washington, who is out. DJ Moore versus Atlanta, who is hurt. Ricky Seals Jones versus Dallas. He scored like four or five points. So, no. Nice one for four again. I think that's a two, I think that's a total of two for eight overall for him. So basically, um, you got to pick one out of the four of his start decisions, and hopefully that will be the one that will work out. But if you go with us, we're always four for four, right, Matt? We've never exactly. been wrong. Never been wrong. Never lost. Never lost. Two playoffers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go into some fantasy football. It's an important week here, so. Um, and a lot of specific questions asked. So I'm going to put a couple more minutes on the clock. I'm going to put five minutes on the clock for everyone out there. And hopefully we get to your questions. But if not, you can always tweet at us at Bay Council with the hashtag FF Council. And we will get to your question as soon as we can. All right. Here we go. Lots of decisions. Half point PPR. My opponent is projected as a 25-point underdog and is 6-8, so high floor should get the job done. Lamar or Jimmy G? Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you going Jimmy? I'm going Jimmy. Is Lamar still injured? Well, Yeah. Lamar, I think, is might be one of those type of players I was just talking about that starts the game and then might get hurt, re-hurt during the game. Because I really don't think he should be playing. So if he ends up playing, I don't think it would be. A, it's a good sign. I wouldn't want to play him hurt. Against the Packers. Because if he's not 100%, then by all means, Jimmy G. 
No, over. You can't pick Jimmy G. I'm not picking Jimmy G. Sorry. I'm going Lamar. <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah, that's that's uh that's if that's your two quarterback choices. Oh my goodness. Don't right, trust porn Austin star said, Jimmy. Porn star. There's a second part to this question I was trying to uh but it's really convoluted. Pick two, Zeke Javante, Damian Harris, Hollywood, Sony. So basically Jesus. it's a flex, a running back or a flex. I'd go Zeke and Michelle. If Henderson's out. If Henderson's not out, I'd put Javante. I think I'm just, yeah, I go with that. I'm going Javante and um I'm gonna go away from Zeke. I'm going with Damian Harris if he's healthy. I will say Javante and Damian Harris. I don't, I don't again going back to my Dallas. I mean Dallas Cowboys um, <laughs> theory. Don't trust them at all. I think so. if Harris is healthy, if he's not healthy, you'll know by Saturday. So then you don't have to play him. Yeah. All right. PPR pick two: Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Elijah Mitchell, Tyler Lockett. Ooh. I like Elijah Mitchell and Aaron Jones. I like a, I like Aaron Jones, even though the one year I had him, um, Green Bay didn't even play him correctly. They never play him correctly. It's always touchdown, one yard slant touchdown, Devontae Adams. It's the most annoying uh, thing if you don't have Devontae Adams. <laughs> Aaron Jones did have that one fifty point game though. Yeah, that's, that was it. Good for one. Good for one. That was it. That was it for him. Afterwards, I was like, uh, he barely gets over ten. Javante Williams or Michael Carter against Miami if he's healthy. Yeah, that's my guy. I'm going Michael Carter, bro. I'm so happy he's back. I've had him in so many leagues, and now he's coming back. It's literally like, it's like Jesus. Yeah, it's like when you open your Christmas gift and Jesus is under the wrapping. It's uh, specific. You know, guys, you guys never had that. No, I've never never encountered that personally. Nope, not yet. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully this is the year. But yeah, I'd say Javante Williams. I'm gonna say the opposite. I want Javante even balling out yeah. as of recently. Perfectly okay with that. He has a high floor. I have him in one of my leagues, and I was about to trade him to Matt. <laughs> I just feel like they're probably gonna be losing this to game this week, and they would have to throw the ball more. But yeah, understandable. PPR could help him, but I, I we'll see. I just love his running. Um, he is, he's a great running back. I, I wanted him if he didn't get Najee. Yeah. Half 20.25 uh, PPR, 12 team, two flex league. Pick two Dawson Knox, Dallas Goddard, Gabriel Davis, Donovan Peoples Jones versus Las Vegas. Losing D Hop sucks. Mainly looking for the best chance at a touchdown. If you, go if you want touchdowns, first yeah. If you want touchdowns, I'd go Dawson Knox and Gabriel Davis. Actually, no. No, 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 no. That's way too hard. Sorry. Knox and Goddard. Yeah, I'm going Knox and Goddard, too. Knox or Cox, where you, however you want to call him. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Half point PPR, pick two, Deontay Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, James the Flames Robinson, Michael Carter, and Sony Michelle. Give me Deontay and Michael Carter. Deontay shouldn't even be in the conversation. That's yeah. just disrespectful. That's absolutely disrespectful. I mean, it's like a wide receiver one this year. And they got him in the conversation with Sony Michelle. Yeah, same here. If if no Henderson, then it's Michelle and Deontay. If there is Henderson, James the Flames. 
What other options? It's Robinson, Elliott, Carter. I'll go Carter and Deontay. All right. I'll go. I'll be. I'll root for Matt James the Flames. If only Urban Meyer has a brain to put him in. Yeah. And Sonny Michelle. And Sonny Michelle. <laughs> Yo, they should. They should swing at him. The kicker should swing at Urban Meyer. <laughs> we advocate violence here. The lucky Gab's not here. We only hear that. Oh, yeah. shit. Would, if Gab probably, was here, he was taking like two steps further. Yeah, we'd probably have to censor something. Right. <laughs> well, no censoring today. Let's continue before we run out of time. All right. One more. Half PPR KJ Osborne, Chase Edmonds, Russell Gage. Oh, goodness. KJ, no. <laughs> That's yeah. so bad. Make these so difficult every week. Oh, Edmonds is, is Edmonds not even back yet. He's not back yet. Oh, then get him out. <laughs> get him out. If Don't he's playing though, I'd play Edmonds. I will put Edmonds, but he's not there yet. He ain't ready. He might be. He might be. He's might, Edmonds, supposed to be. Yeah, Edmonds for the ceiling. I mean, Edmonds for the floor, Osborne for the ceiling. That's what I'm saying. Go yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Matt said. That's all the time we have. But again, we are always on Twitter. Because we have no lives. So go tweet at us at Big Council. One of us will answer for sure. Yeah. Again, we do a consensus ranking so that we all give our uh, opinions on it. And then we just give you the majority opinion. So mm-hmm. you, when we say one answer, we give actually three separate answers within it. So you know that it's consensus. By consensus, do you mean everyone else except Gav? Yeah. Typically the only guys consensus. in the playoff will be in the chat. Okay, I just, that way. I just want to clear it up for the viewers at home. Yeah, yeah. We Thank we you, let Viv we let Viv put in opinions too, though. Obviously, but you know. Of course, yeah. Only good fantasy owners. Exactly. Viv wasn't trying because he won't beat us all. Yeah, he's won too many championships. All right, that will do it for this episode of the show. Be sure to follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, where all podcasts are. And be sure to follow us also on Twitter at Bay Council if you want to stay up to date on all the latest news and our fantasy takes. I'll wrap it up, guys. Good luck yeah. in the playoffs. Good, Good luck, luck, everyone. Good luck. You're going to need it. Don't don't lose your mind. I know you probably still will, but hey, have fun. I'm trying to enjoy it. Praying for AJ Green's downfall. Oh. <laughs> I'm praying for the Miami Dolphins. I'm, one of my leagues, I'm starting Parker. Gaskin, Jacecki. I can I have tell. Gis- <laughs> I have Gisicki in my in the sleeper, in the listener league. So yeah. Hopefully he pops off. No, yeah, hopefully, man. Uh, right. Get what else? Get vaccinated, everyone. Booster shots. Omicron is coming around. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron. Rodgers. Wash your toes. <laughs> Wash your toes. Wash your toes. <laughs> oh man. Right. Good night.